You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the reading of the October edition of the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. Taking a look at an editorial from the managing editor, A Momentary Lapse. This is written by Matt Litt. I will not misspell Nick Navaris. I will not misspell Nick Navaris. I will not misspell Nick Navaris. This is my self-assigned punishment for spelling Nick's name wrong multiple times in previous issues. Every once in a while, you have to look in the mirror, admit you messed up, and attempt to make right by it. Running my own design and photography company taught me that. It's a good lesson to remember as I begin this new journey as managing editor. You may, you may have noticed a lot of changes in the Crestone Eagle over the last few months, from the approach to news to the new look. I am thankful to the amazing team around me that is encouraging my vision and supporting the changes. To the community, thank you for your words of support and patience while we refine the layout and design. Some of the changes you've noticed start with the layout. Larger photos, occupational hazard, new fonts, and an overall fresh look. Another thing you've noticed are stories shared from the Colorado Sun. The Colorado Sun prides itself on independent, accurate journalism. It was founded in 2018 by staffers who chose to leave the Denver Post rather than continue watching its demise and layoffs by a global hedge fund with no interest in journalism. The Crestone Eagle is thankful for permission to run stories from the Colorado Sun. It is allowing us to present in-depth stories that we simply don't have the staff to cover. We are working on changing that. You've seen new byline names in addition to the names you've come to know. We also bring in new columns and, sadly, saying goodbye to some, including Native Plant Talk, due to Carol's schedule. We are again partnering with Colorado College to awaken an internship program. This program will help us cover regular beats with the goal of providing more comprehensive, accurate, and open community news. If you haven't visited the website, please check it out, too. I have a great teammate in Uma Jolicoeur. Together, we are bringing up-to-the-minute news to CrestoneEagle.org and continue refining the website's look and content. We will be adding more information on the Crestone Eagle, including information about the nonprofit board, its members, the staff, our funding, and our ethics policy. One more thing. I'll be changing my office days to coincide with my mentorship at the Crestone Charter School. I'll be in the office Wednesdays, except for my time at CCS, and I'm thinking that Fridays will make for a good second day. Thank you for your patience, and keep telling us what you think. We are listening. Now turning to page one news in the Crestone Eagle, Suzanne Morphew's remains found in Swatch County. The 49-year-old Chaffee County resident went missing on Mother's Day in 2020. This is written by Olivia Prenzel, reprinted from the Colorado Sun. Human remains discovered this month in Swatch County were identified Wednesday as Suzanne Morphew, a Chaffee County woman who went missing in May 2020, according to the Colorado Bureau of Investigation. Investigators found Morphew's remains Friday while searching near the town of Moffitt during an investigation unrelated to her disappearance, the CBI said. The agency said it would not release the exact location where the remains were found or provide additional details on the state of the remains. No arrests have been made. 
While this case has garnered attention from around the world, it has touched our community and the sheriff's office deeply, Chaffee County Sheriff John Spiz said in a statement Wednesday. We have never stopped our investigation and will continue to follow all leads in pursuit of justice for Suzanne, he said. About a year after Morphew was reported missing on Mother's Day in 2020, her husband, Barry Morphew, was charged with her murder. The charges were dropped on April 19, 2022, with the prosecutor saying without a body, the case could not move forward. In an interview with Good Morning America in May, Barry Morphew denied his involvement in her disappearance. The same month, he filed a $15 million lawsuit against prosecutors and investigators accusing them of violating his constitutional rights. The murder case against Barry Morphew was dismissed without prejudice, meaning prosecutors could file additional charges if investigators feel there is enough evidence to go forward with the trial. From what we know, Barry is as innocent as he was from day one, Iris Aiton, Barry Morphew's lawyer, said in a statement late Wednesday. District Attorney Linda Stanley and law enforcement got it wrong. We hope the authorities will quickly admit their wrongful prosecution of Barry, an innocent man, to treat the Morphews like the victims they are and charge the persons responsible for Suzanne's killing. Linda Stanley, the district attorney in the 11th Judicial District, which oversaw the Barry Morphew prosecution, declined to comment on the discovery of the remains, an office spokesperson said. Aitan said Barry Morphew is with his daughters, Mesa and Mallory Morphew, and that the three are struggling with immense shock and grief after learning today that their mother and wife, whom they deeply love, was found deceased. They had faith that their wife and mom would walk back into their lives again. The news is heartbreaking, they said. The area where Suzanne's remains were found is about 45 minutes from the mountain community of Maysville, where she lived with her family. She was reported missing by a neighbor after she went for a bike ride. Her bicycle was later found down a steep ravine of Chaffee County Road 225 from US 50. Deputies said the bike didn't look like it was involved in a crash and that there was no blood on the scene. In her car, investigators also found male DNA that corresponds with partial profiles found in three unsolved sexual assault cases. Barry Morphew's DNA was not found in the DNA sample, according to his lawyers, KUSA TV reported. No other evidence linked to her has been found despite extensive searches in the three years she has been missing. And now turning to Swatch County news and clips from the clerk written by Trish Gilbert, Swatch County clerk and recorder, whose phone number is 719-655-2512. Vote in honor of a veteran. The Colorado Secretary of State's office has proudly sponsored the Vote in Honor of a Veteran program since 2005. This program provides Colorado citizens with a visible tribute to those who so proudly serve and who have served this country in the United States Military Service. The Vote in Honor of a Veteran program recognizes their efforts to keep our democracy strong and to ensure that we may continue to cast a ballot each election day. This election, Vote in Honor of a Veteran by wearing a personalized button declaring your appreciation for the specific contributions of a particular U.S. service member or veteran. It is a salute to our veterans and honors their service and sacrifices. The pin includes their veteran's name and is mailed to the applicant free of charge. The application for the vote in honor of a veteran button can be found at the website www.coloradosos.gov slash cornerslash vote in honor veteran dot do 
A personalized button with the name of your service member or veteran on it will be mailed to you before the election. My Colorado app offers digital ID and vaccine record. Downloaded by more than 1 million Coloradans, My Colorado provides secure and convenient access to state services anytime, anywhere. The app's con contactless Colorado digital ID is an electronic version of your driver's license or state-issued identification card to show proof of ID, age, and address within the state. Continue to carry your physical driver's license or state-issued ID card for interactions with law enforcement, state government agencies, and businesses that are not yet accepting digital ID, as well as for use at airport TSA checkpoints. Colorado Digital ID is currently only authorized for in-state use. Once the industry mobile driver's license and federal Real ID Act standards for digital licenses are clarified, interstate use will be supported. You may only have a single digital ID. However, multiple people can create different profiles within the app using the same smartphone. Please note the app is only made available for download from the App Store and on Google Play. Points of convenience. Show proof of COVID-19 vaccination with my vaccine record. Create your Colorado digital ID and use it during traffic stops with Colorado law enforcement agencies. Access your Colorado Parks and Wildlife digital licenses. Look up Colorado State sales tax by location. Store your vehicle registrations, insurance cards, and other important documents in the digital wallet. Renew your driver's license or state-issued ID and connect to more than 20 additional online DMV services. View the latest COVID-19 updates and helpful resources. Search State of Colorado job listings. Apply for medical, food, cash, and early childhood assistance on Colorado Peak. Device and system requirements. iPhone device with iOS version 11 or higher. Android device with OS version 8.1 or higher. Location access enabled to identify DMV locations and other state services near you. And camera access enabled to scan the barcode on the back of your Colorado driver's license or state-issued ID, as well as selfie identity by verification during account creation and to add important documents to your digital wallet. Coordinated election. Generally, the November odd year election is referred to as the coordinated election. And like all elections in Colorado, coordinated elections are conducted by mail ballot. The 2023 Swatch County Coordinated Election is Tuesday, November 7th. Participating school districts include Gunnison Watershed School District, REJ1, and Center Consolidated School District 26, JT. The Participating Special District, Fire, Water, Recreation, Ambulance, or Library is the Center Fire Protection District. And the Participating Municipality is Town of Moffat. Ballot questions referred by the General Assembly or any political subdivision are listed by letter, and ballot questions initiated by the people are listed numerically. A ballot question listed as an amendment proposes a change to the Colorado Constitution, and a ballot question listed as a proposition proposes a change to the Colorado Revised Statutes. A yes or four vote on any ballot question is a vote in favor of changing current law or existing circumstances, and a no or against vote on any ballot question is a vote against changing current law or existing circumstances. State measures. 
Secretary of State Jenna Griswold I certified the following ballot measures. Proposition HH, statutory. Shall the state reduce property taxes for homes and businesses, including expanding property tax relief for seniors and backfill counties, water districts, fire districts, ambulance and hospital districts, and other local governments, and fund school districts by using a portion of the state surplus up to the Proposition HH cap as defined in this measure? Yes, sir. For or no, which is against. Proposition 2, statutory, or maybe it's II, statutory. Without raising taxes, maybe, without raising taxes, may the state retain and spend revenues from taxes on cigarettes, tobacco, and other nicotine products and maintain tax rates on cigarettes, tobacco, and other nicotine products and use these revenues to invest $23,650,000 to enhance the Voluntary Colorado Preschool Program and make it widely available for free. Instead of reducing these tax rates and refunding revenues to cigarette wholesalers, tobacco product distributors, nicotine product distributors, and other taxpayers for exceeding an estimate included in the ballot information booklet for Proposition EE. Yes is for and no is against. How do I verify my status as a registered voter? You may review your voter registration at the website www.govotecolorado.gov. Click on Find My Registration. You may also call the Swatch County Clerk's Office at 719-655-2512. Or you can check our website at www.swatchcoclerk.colorado.gov. Election Judge. If you are interested in becoming an election judge, please contact your political party chair or the clerk's office. And we have this announcement from the Poetry Festival. Crestone Poetry Festival sponsors student poetry contest. Cash prizes. Entry deadline is October 5th. The Crestone Poetry Festival is encouraging students to enter its poetry contest for a chance to win cash prizes. The contest is part of the Crestone Poetry Festival going on October 12th to 15th. Students in Moffitt, Crestone Charter School, and Homeschool students are eligible to enter. Winning students will read their poems at Colorado College's Crestone Baca campus October 12th at 7 p.m. The deadline to enter work is October 5th. Students may enter up to three poems, and poems must be no more than 100 lines. Teachers are encouraged to send their students' poems in one bulk email. For each poem, Please include the student's full name and grade level. Students may also enter poems on their own. Students need to provide their full name, grade level, and a phone number in the email. Type poetry contest in the subject line. Either attach the poems as a document in the email or copy and paste the poems into the body of the email. Send entries to the email address poets at poemfest.com. Grand prizes include $100 for the best poem from grades 9 to 12, $50 for the best poem from grades 5 to 8, $20 for best poem from grades 1 to 4. Honorable mentions will also be awarded. Judging will be done by the Crestone Poem Fest Committee. And now turning to library news. Written by Sarah Cohen Frey, Northern Swatch County Library District. Recurring programs, preschool age story time, ages pre-K to third grade, every Tuesday at the Swatch Public Library at 10 a.m. 
CCS After School at the Library every Wednesday at 3.30 p.m. at the Bakker Grand Library. CCS Grades 2 and 3, Thursday, October 12th, and Thursday, October 26th at 1.30 p.m. Free Food Friday every Friday at the Bakker Grand Library from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. and at the Swatch Public Library all day. Special Events Unexplained Swatch County Community Storytelling Returns, Wednesday, October 18th at 5 p.m. at the Swatch Public Library and Wednesday, October 25th at 5 p.m. at the Baca Grand Library. Grades K-2 Storytime, Thursday, October 12th from 1 to 4 p.m. at the Swatch Public Library. All kids age 5 to 8 are welcome, no matter if they're in public school or not. And CCS Grades 4 and 5, Monday, October 23rd at 1.30 p.m. at the Baca Grand Library. Library hours and closures. Baca Grand Library hours are Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. Swatch Public Library hours are Monday to Friday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Both libraries will be closed October 9th for Indigenous Peoples Day. And we have this event coming up. Crestone Artists host the Open Studio Tour in October. This is written by Teresa Dunwell and May Green. Christone Artist's 11th Annual Open Studio Tour invites you to share in a kaleidoscope of multimedia creations. Artists exhibit their work and converse about their artistic process, techniques, and imaginative insights. Some artists may present demonstrations. Artist studios are open Saturday and Sunday, October 7th and 8th, from noon to 5 p.m. On Friday, October 6th, from 5 to 8 p.m., Crestone Tour Artists will hold a preview reception at Art Gallery 222, located at 222 Birch Avenue, on the curve coming into Crestone. The preview art will be on display from September 21st through October 13th at Art Gallery 222. Full-color catalogs with tour maps are available at businesses and other locations throughout the region and at the website www.crestoneartists.com. Artists on the tour include Joni Franks, Nomi Kosmowski, Christoph Kosmowski, Blue Starseed, Karen Kenny, Allison Wonderland, Stephen Fotral Ish, Noah Bain, Alan Sutherland, Teresa Dunwell, May Green, Josephina Gord, Amy Jo Arndt, Susan Raycroft, Leah Nicole, Shirley Mutz, and Rose Burek. The Open Studio Tour has been a Crestone tradition since 2005. This is a great opportunity to connect with our amazing Crestone art community, have a snack, share, and be inspired. Have fun and enjoy this wealth of talent. And we have some local musical opportunities for youth. Crestone Performances grant program includes lessons and instruments for middle school and high schoolers. Hosts open mic once a month during the school year. The website, www.crestoneperformances.org, or email hello at crestoneperformances.org. T-Road Brewing Open Mic. Share your creativity and gain encouragement from the community at this family-friendly open mic every Thursday at 7 p.m. That website is www.troadbrewing.com. The Audience Studio, a Crestone-based school of rock experience for kids. Explore different instruments, find your groove, learn the art of music making. That website is www.theaudiencestudio.com at gmail.com. Sorry, that's not a website. That is an email address, maybe. Storytime. Alamosa Public Library hosts Storytime every Friday at 10 a.m. for kids of all ages to engage in stories, song, and play. At 1.30 p.m. on Fridays, the library's kids club offers 
children between five and 10 years old an opportunity for focused reading, music, crafts, and other activities. That website is www.alamosalibrary.org slash services slash storytime. And we have Classical Music in Salida under the Walden Chamber Music Society Concert Series. Featured pianist Avery Gagliano will perform at Salida Steam Plant October 8th at 3 p.m. Free, free admittance to students K-12. through That website is www.waltonchambermusic.org. Now taking a look at regional events in Alamosa, Saturdays in October, Alamosa Farmer's Market, 8 a.m. to 1.30 p.m., corner of Ross and 6th Street, local meat producers who offer organic, grass-fed beef, lamb, and yak, local family growers and dairy producers who share their produce so that their lifestyle can continue for future generations. On October 13th in Alamosa, Splash Land Triathlon at 5 p.m. Splash Land Swimming Pool, one mile north on State Highway 17, 5895 Colorado Highway 17, Alamosa. And in Salida, October 7th, 1421, CCFA Salida Summer Farmers Market at Alpine Park, 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. The Arkansas River Valley is home to expansive ranches and farmland. And taking a look at the community calendar, Sunday, October 8th, Shumai Monthly Senpai, 10.30 a.m. to noon. For more information, visit the website shumaycrestone.org. Also on the 8th, Sufi Deeker, 5 to 6.30 p.m., all are welcome. You can email hamidanur303 at gmail.com for more information. On Tuesday, October 10th, the world-famous Glenn Miller Orchestra at 6.30 p.m. at Adams State University. The cost of tickets is $25. On Wednesday, October 11th, Crestone End of Life Project has a hybrid meeting at Little Shepherd Church at 7 p.m. And on Thursday, October 12th through the 15th, Crestone Poetry Festival will take place. Their website is www.poemfest.com. Check that for details and registration. And the Crestone Eagle has published an October ode written by Anonymous. Hot to cold, green to gold, rocks and roots, winter boots, Milky Way wheeling above, centers emanating universal love. Hauling pinion and juniper wood for winter fires, sweet-smelling and purifying. Sunset soon and daybreak late. Long, dark, star-spangling sky. Strange lights come and go. UFO? Freezes and sneezes. Put gardens to sleep. Be well and go good. Blessing be on this place and thee. Again, this was an October ode written by Anonymous and published for your pleasure in the Crestone Eagle. And that's all we have time for today. Thank you for joining us for the Crestone Eagle. My name is Paula Vaughn. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.